welcome to the Postmodern Family Podcast. This is our very first episode where we are doing this setup where we're going to be talking about current affairs. Am I even here? <laughs> I'm Lillian. <laughs> I'm Felipe. And um, you may know us from some YouTube stuff, but this podcast is kind of going in a different direction, would you say? I think I want to introduce the podcast. Okay. Does that work for you? Yeah, sure. So um, for a long time, I've been listening to very inspirational podcasts, mm-hmm. I would say, that have made me feel less lonely in this pandemic world. And it really made me feel like I want to be another voice out there for other people who might feel the same way I feel and mm-hmm. just get encouragement from from hearing our thoughts. Um, but I want to give a shout out to the the podcasts that I really like. Mm. Um, so Irreverent Pod mm. uh, has just come out recently. So they're only, I think they've only made 30 episodes total or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I've listened to The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe for a long time. Mm. Really like his podcast. I've only recently checked out the Delling Pod, James Delling Poll podcast. Mm. And um, sounds interesting. Uh, and then I was listening to a little bit of what's happening, what's happening mm. um, with Nico and Shane. And and they... when do you when do you listen to all these podcasts? <laughs> well, me as a stay at home mm. mother and wife, I spend a lot of time mm. in the kitchen, okay. and this is why it's really essential for me that we have the um wiretap will you say it's the amazon alexa Mm. in our kitchen and um so i'm able to just tell it to turn on and Mm. and play a podcast and i can Mm -hmm. listen while i'm doing the dishes and making dinner so i feel like most of my time is spent there where Mm. my hands are busy my eyes are busy but i can listen to something Mm. so i really like that and for a while i was listening to audible books right right, right and right, then right. um felipe never liked the books i was listening to. i'm right here you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> you never liked them did you no it's not that i didn't like them as such i just didn't like coming home to the blaring sound of an audiobook <laughs> and it continuing it, to play is is podcast the same blaring annoying sound no no i think You've done a better job of when I get home, I think you turn it off or, or something, or it's not as loud. It's just I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten used to the, I come home from a very high intense, you know, high combat kind of mm. situation at work. And then I come home and there's blaring noise and it's just like, come on. <laughs> so it's just the decibel level. The decibel like. level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. <clears throat> But I personally really love... I know you have to listen to it over dishwashing and the kids and all that. So I guess that's why it's so loud. It is, yeah. It's true. I can't quite hear it with all the noise going on. Especially when the the vent is on Mm. when I'm cooking. But it must be difficult because I think the the old model of of a traditional family unit isn't an atomized mother that just spends all day with her kids. So... It was more congenial with other adult mothers, mm. and so if you don't have that, I can understand the, the thirst lonely. for <laughs> wanting to engage with adult conversation. Mm. Yeah, because all, all day screaming and little little voices. And yeah, I'm sure I'm broken some speech. Spit up on my shirt right now. But yeah, so I can understand. <laughs> I sympathize, but I have no space. I don't commute to work. I mean, I just walk. It's ten yeah. minutes. So I don't have really an opportunity for for podcast listening. And I do drive to the gym, and that takes me 20, 25 minutes each way. But I've gotten really used to silence in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's good for yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. I think that's the thing that you need is time to, yeah. to be alone and think. Yeah, I get so yeah. little of that. Yeah, then... whereas I have, I have quite a lot of that in terms of when I'm feeding the baby. Mm. It's just me and usually quiet. Mm. Though I do have two other children running around, but yeah. um, but I do feel like I have lots of loneliness, mm. lots of alone time. Yeah, and I think I have the opposite problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so 
anyway, that's why we're yeah. here. And yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it would be fun to just go through some current events that have been going on yeah. just in the past 24 hours, 48 right. hours. Right. And just talk about what you think about them. Okay. So you've selected all of these. I have, yeah. Okay, I so think, some of these are estrogen-directed, so let's Well, just I think say, it's really important. So this first yeah. one, um, there's an article that the BBC News put out just yesterday, and it says, the COVID vaccine, period changes could be a short-term side effect. So for the longest time, it seems like a long time at least, since the introduction of the vaccines, there's been talk mm-hmm. of women having really strange menstrual periods. Mm. Um, some women in, who ha- have stopped having periods because of their um, mm. menopause, mm-hmm. then having them come back, right. which is really After strange. menopause? Yes. So what is the body outputting? Blood. Just blood, no eggs. Yeah, exactly. So mm. the shedding, the lining of mm. the... Is, is, is reinitiated. Something like, yeah, the endometrium, mm. I think it's called. Um, and then other people saying that... So is that this anecdotal reporting on Twitter it seems and social like, media? Yeah, so that's the thing is, mm. is, it, is it just anecdotal mm. and why is it not being quantified? Mm. You know, I feel like if these people have said that there's actually photo evidence of them mm. posting, oh, I got my jab, mm. they're pregnant, and then they miscarry. Mm. And then you think, is that being reported somewhere? Mm. And why is it just... Anecdotal. Oh, that's just anecdotal. Mm-hmm. Um, where are they collecting this information? So anyway, there was the, these two researchers who mm. personally had some issues and then decided to study it. Mm. But it, it, it brings to mind the question of who do you believe? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there have been many examples in recent history. You can say the Trump election where mm-hmm. QAnon and so forth uh, were outputting information that a lot of people believed mm-hmm. about what actually happened right, and right. it didn't happen. Right. And there's been a lot of um, discrediting of experts, whether it be in climate change or COVID or whatever. Yeah. The whole concept of expert advice and expert counsel is now bunk to many of the average mm-hmm. um, listener or viewer or consumer of data. Mm-hmm. So it really, we're in a crisis of lack of expert testimony that is reliable now. And so it's like a wild, wild west of information. Yes. However, mm. what's important about this article that the BBC just put out is that they've basically acknowledged that there are people who have are suffering. Well, why should I care about this. the BBC? The BBC is discredited. Well, it's the reason news. it's it, but they are on the forefront of vaccines are safe. Uh-huh. They you should get them, mm-hmm. and I think they would be the first to say, no, no, this is just mm. anecdotal. This is not happening. Mm-hmm. But they've now recognized that it is happening, but mm-hmm. they've attributed it to a short-term side effect, saying that, oh, mm-hmm. it's just, it, this says period changes mm-hmm. could be a short-term side effect. And then they've, they've cited that study that the two ladies did, the researchers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. said that, yes, it, it seems like a lot of people are reporting unusually heavy periods following the Moderna vaccine. Yeah, but um, let, me, let me just be a bit cynical about it. What mm-hmm. if... What if the BBC is saying, look, it's a trending topic in the uncontrolled media landscape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's nip this in the bud mm-hmm. by saying, hey, we acknowledge it's a short-term problem. Okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Keep taking the vaccine. Yeah. It's only a short-term problem. By doing that, they cut it off at the knees. They acknowledge mm-hmm. its existence, but actually, yeah. it's just a minor problem. I don't think that um, there is much evidence to say that it's just a short-term problem because it hasn't, there hasn't been enough long, there hasn't been enough time for us to see what happens. So that, so even the argument that article is trying to make is bunk. I think so. I think this article is shooting itself in its foot by having acknowledged that there's a problem, but then just saying, I don't know, it's just, it's a short-term side effect. But you think, wait, we've we've just started taking the vaccine. So of course, everything we see right now is short-term. How will we know? So then you can't argue for or against. You can't say there is or you can't say there isn't. That's right. That's true. And so this is why I'm arguing that the B- this is a psyop, potentially, by the BBC to say, actually, let's um, let's uh, stop this spread mm-hmm. 
let's stop it from influencing mothers and women from not taking the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just acknowledge that it's a problem. And the average consumer of data I will agree. just say, actually, okay. Yeah. I did hear people saying that it's a threat, mm -hmm. but, but here is the BBC deal. is saying it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. continue taking it. That's yeah. what I think. That yeah, is. I, th I think you're right. I wouldn't take that as actually this proves that it's a real thing. No, no, no. It's right. for the people who have faith in the BBC already. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're right. They're going to say, oh, I heard about this. But you know what? Yeah. The BBC said it's fine. Correct. That's fine. Yeah. But for the people who already don't trust the BBC mm -hmm. and think that the BBC is against them, it's mm -hmm. almost like validated, val what is the word? Validating. Validating that there is a problem. To me, it's not validating because <laughs> I don't believe the BBC. Okay. So I see it as a psyop. So you think that they don't even think that. They probably, yeah. It's potentially it's like, yeah, they're just, hey, I hear on the grapevine, uh, people are, this could potentially stop the vaccine drive. Let's pretend like we're acknowledging a real problem yeah. and nip it in the bud. The only reason why I think, I still think that this is validating mm -hmm. is because for, for a while, I think it was a month ago now, I had first heard of this heavy period, blah, blah, blah. And that first month or so, Every mainstream narrative ignored it completely. Yeah, but here you are saying, it. I heard it, right? So you've seen it on Twitter, you've seen it on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, but not on the mainstream. So That's fine, but so was QAnon. Mm -hmm. See, these are all the markings. Mm -hmm. So here I am again. I'm saying that I'm in a crisis of who do I believe? Mm -hmm. I could be taken by the wind by another QAnon, but for COVID deniers right, right. or QAnon for Trump or whatever. I'm not so invested in the QAnon thing because... The only reason I mention it is because it's a verifiable, proven example mm -hmm. of how a fake narrative, not reported by the media, but reported yeah. only in the really those who know, uh -huh. um, was false. Right, Completely right. and utterly false. That's fine. So I, then it begs a question. So you're saying that because it's it wasn't in the mainstream, that it's probably false. No, I'm just saying that just because it isn't in the mainstream okay. and only reported in the Twitter doesn't false. mean it's true. Uh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. But so I wouldn't put faith in that. That's not enough. That's fine. But for me, I also felt like because However, I'm, if you said I know somebody mm -hmm. personally who's taken the vaccine and had irregular menstrual cycles, mm -hmm. then that would have credibility because I know you mm -hmm. and that would be a, a, a testimony yeah. that I would, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because but do, so do you know anybody? Do I know anybody personally? Yeah. Um, no. So the, the only mm. people that I know are the people on Twitter saying it, that yep. they are testifying, yep. but also these screenshots of Facebook profiles of people of of people reporting yeah, yeah. it, but I don't know them personally. So yeah, yeah there's it's possible that QAnon yeah. types have created these fake accounts to then make this connection. Is that what you're like, saying? Like, think about it again. Why the QAnon exists? Is it proved to be completely false? Why did why did someone create a narrative to string along sympathizers of Trump mm -hmm. with this false hope that he would win? That that that's the question. It's it's almost like to crush them. It's almost mm -hmm. like to say, you know, we're going, we're going to crush their spirit completely. Mm -hmm. And so what's going to crush the spirit of those who are skeptical about COVID? The continuing mass acceptance of the vaccine. Think about it. You, you, we're skeptics mm -hmm. of the whole vaccine drive. Mm -hmm. And so what would crush us more than a figure like 99.9% of the population has taken the vaccine. Mm -hmm. We would feel like some, we would in our darkest moments have some doubt and think, actually, we could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Are we really just the 0 0.0001? Could we possibly be right? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think the, the, the mainstream media will deploy sophisticated measures mm -hmm. to try to continue the push for everyone to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. and, but don't you think that the stronger they're pushing, the, the least likely people like me would want to take it. But no, but I think, I think the, the propagandists know that there is a percentage of people that will not be persuaded one way or another. Okay. And they're not concerned about lit winning them over. Okay. They're only concerned about shepherding the sheep mm -hmm. in the right direction okay. and not letting that 1% grab hold of the sheep and mm -hmm. lead them away. Okay. So yeah. then moving on just to, just to the rest of this article, I guess, 
is that they say that there's no plausible link between the vaccine and the womb lining and mm. the miscarriages mm. in pregnancy, that all the effects are temporary. Um, and in fact, it does say that there have been moments in uh, previous vaccine history mm. where... These issues have arisen? Yes, that people mm. do have irregular menstrual cycles. Mm. So they're saying that Another, it's just normal to other vaccines. There you go. You see? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be. Mm. But I think for me personally, I just wouldn't want to risk it. Because for me, the risk of getting COVID is and dying from it is just so low. That's a whole other topic, right? That's okay. The question is, but knowing what we know, Mm-hmm. Um, is it too risky to take the vaccine mm-hmm. or should should people wait out more mm-hmm. trials? Right? Oh, so I was listening to um, Laura Perrin, who is a British journalist. Um, is she on talk radio? I think so. And she was, I, I only heard her because I was listening to the Deli and Pole podcast and she was on mm. talking with him. And she was saying how, a lot of people don't really care about this information because most women of childbearing, childrearing age, childbearing mm-hmm. age, are basically oh, she's the leader of the conservative woman, Laura Perry. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. She was saying how, you know, for people like our age, my age, uh, who is still wanting to have children, who maybe mm-hmm. are pregnant at the moment or trying to have kids. Um, we were thinking about having kids and we clearly are worried about this. Mm. But for most women mm. in alive today, they're either or are not content a, with being sterile. Content, exactly. Mm. They're on birth control mm. um, or they're past the age mm. um, of childbearing years. Mm. And so for most women, it's just like, who cares about this data? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that's interesting because, yeah, I I would be concerned maybe for a young 20-some-year-old, but then that 20-some-year-old probably doesn't care because she doesn't want to get pregnant right now and yeah. she doesn't care if it affects her fertility. Yeah. Um, but I think, so yeah, Laura Perrins was saying that it's very dangerous because if there really is a problem mm-hmm. and all these young women are... Are mm. taking it and then we've now what sterilized the population or something like that but yeah. that is the far far extreme mm. but so she's not speculating that this is a nefarious drive to ster- further sterilize western society is she? i think she does mm. wonder if that's mm. uh, the more they push it just mm. makes you think that there's more nefarious reason for it um yeah especially let's try with, to get yeah. i mean let's just try for a second try to get into the mindset of the regular um, regular person. I think the regular right? person has been convinced that this is all about helping your community, the people mm-hmm. around you, the older people, the, the people at risk. All right. They, so they, so they to that extent, that. they're actually motivated by good intentions. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, ultimately, if it's who you have faith in and if you believe that... Who you have confidence and trust in. Yeah. If you believe mm-hmm. the government has your best interests mm-hmm. in mind, then you will obey the government and do what mm-hmm. they ask you to do. And you'll do it happily and you'll do it mm-hmm. and feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you don't have that perspective that mm-hmm. the government is has your back, um, mm-hmm. then, yeah, then you might feel like they're taking your freedoms away by pressing so much and bribing. Mm-hmm. It seems, almost seems mm-hmm. like bribing. And that just reminds me of another topic of things that have come up recently, which is in America mm. with um, Mayor Bill de Blasio. <laughs> okay. Is this the one where he's eating a burger and chips? Yes. Yes, exactly. So if you guys haven't seen this, I think I'll play it. So um, yeah. free fries when you get vaccinated. Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this delicious fries. He's so cringe. The way he eats it, it's like obviously he doesn't normally eat fries. Let's see about Theresa May. Yeah. Mm. Okay. This could be breakfast. Okay. I want you to look at this and think about, again, some people love hamburgers, some don't really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. You didn't even take a, a bite where the top bread was eaten. I'm getting a very He's good clearly food. never, never eaten a burger. So <laughs> hardly. Free fries. So yeah, that that was just really cringe. It was just really cringe watching that because he was. It just looked like 
why are we having to, why is there this huge marketing campaign to sell this vaccine? You know, you've got people mm. saying that they're, they're going to do a lottery, a million dollars mm. for uh, every person who's vaccinated mm. will go into this lottery every yeah, week yeah. and they're pull it out. Why uh, the donuts? Well, look, look, it's very, 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 very simple. Okay. The state has and will always be paternalistic mm-hmm. from the time of bread and circuses um, in the Roman Empire. Every weapon or every incentive or every measure is rolled out to, um, to, to fence in and box in the population and for, for them to carry out and do the thing that the paternal state wants them to do. Right. So in the t- time of the emperors, is just to keep them distracted from the fact that the emperors are out doing naughty things. Right, right. Bread and circuses. So would um, you have that same perspective of... So here you have government? A, a government official who is giving out bread mm-hmm. uh, so that they do, so that they get distracted and not realize what actually is happening. So what do you think is actually happening? What is actually happening... So it could vary. So it depends what your perspective is. Um, if if you were a patrician in the Roman Empire and wanted wanted the emperor to conquer Gaul, then you you were happy that he was doing that and that he was distracting the populace with bread and circuses. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're married to Blasio and his ilk, you want the population to be vaccinated. If you believe vaccines are good, mm-hmm. then that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. To, to roll out every measure to make sure the population does the good thing. Um, if you're someone who says, well, it's actually quite uncouth and uncivilized and stupid to roll out bread and circuses mm-hmm. to get the population to do what you want, that's that's a valid critique. But the fact is that through all the ages of human history, they've this, always done it. They've always time. done it. This mm-hmm. is nothing new. So there's nothing especially nefarious about the vaccine it just depends what he's trying to distract the masses from Mm -hmm. um if you believe that this whole vaccine thing is a underhanded uh, um grab of power to deploy a genetically modifying instrument that can lay the groundwork for pacification Mm -hmm. of testosterone right so you can go all the way (laughs) over there and say actually this is the first step towards control of human biology no, no, no. i don't right? think, i don't believe that. so there's that i yeah i i, I personally th- um i've read some i can't remember who said it but conspiracy theories rely on the premise that many disparate parties mm-hmm. are acting in Working concert mm-hmm. yeah and it's so hard to get people to work together and keep secrets mm-hmm. that i just tend to not believe most conspiracy mm-hmm. theories so i think this is just plain old Money. Plain, plain old, someone, uh, Big Pharma, for example, has said, you know, deployed its lobbyists. Um, and that combined with people who are true believers, who actually believe the vaccine is good, um, are saying, hey, let's, we have common interests. You want to make money. Mm-hmm. I think the vaccine is good. So let's exercise every possible way to get the people to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, basically, it's a money making thing. It's a money making thing for Big Pharma. Yeah. And it's a, a feel-good measure for politicians who actually believe this is a good thing. Mm. Um, to say nothing of they the, would spend all that public money to get people to vaccinate seems strange to me. Well, think about it. Let's put it, my, ourselves back in his shoes, right? In the common man's shoes, you have uh, polio. Uh, you have um, you have whooping cough. You have tuberculosis. You have all the heritage of successful vaccine drives. Mm -hmm. The fact that this is just a new technology that uses uh, genetic modification. um, Yeah, spike proteins, RNA. Makes no difference to the common man. It is under the umbrella and category of vaccine. And so there is all that. I will say it's not a vaccine. No, I know, but that's rare. That's rare. So you call you go you 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 stop the common man on the street. I know, I know, I know. I, I do. I just want to point out that I've been listening mm-hmm. to a Reverend Pod and mm-hmm. James Ellingpole and yeah. Sally KP and mm-hmm. so many people that is there's no live virus in it. It doesn't have a vi- the, li- some of the virus in it. None of them do. I looked I it up. I thought one of them. No. Did no. Or Not even least, Oxford. Or at least a. A like cousin virus. Oh, the chimpanzee one. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, but not COVID. But it's, None but of them have COVID. Not all of them are genetically modifying 
instruments? The no, all of them have been using AI technology um, created a genetic modification, uh, a code that then will tell your body what to mm-hmm. how to react. So they mm-hmm. they have all been modified. Well, I mean, you could say that about every vaccine. Yeah, but this one is special in that it was actually computer generated. But I, I thought there was one that was more traditional. Perhaps it doesn't the have the code. AstraZeneca mm-hmm. is the one that uses the chimpanzee um, mm-hmm. SARS yeah. to code yeah. that one. Yeah. That would be the more and traditional. It, and it one. operates on the traditional mechanism that that then triggers your immune response. Yes. It, it doesn't latch immune. on to RNA or whatever. Or... I don't think it does a spike protein thing. Yeah. No. That's right. So not all of them are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but most, but the majority Johnson are Johnson, yeah, Pfizer, yeah, yeah. Moderna, all of those are yeah, yeah, the yeah. mRNA. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, the other thing that was but the common man doesn't know that or wants know. to know that. I'm not talking to the common man here. Yeah. This podcast is basically not for the. Common but I'm just man. trying to say <laughs> we should try to understand them at the same time. As, I understand yeah. that yeah. they don't know because they they all of their sources have not mm-hmm. talked about this at all. It seems mm-hmm. like only the people who know are the ones who are on Twitter uh, or just personally know someone mm-hmm. in their family that mentions it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's not being reported on mainstream television and in, in radio. None of that on mm-hmm. mainstream news. Yeah. So Or that it's um, being authorized under emergency powers. Yeah, they think it's been approved. They think it's a normal rollout. Yeah. They don't even realize that... It, they're a part of a vaccine trial. But even, I think, even if they do know that, mm-hmm. they're, they're saying happy. it's the the cause mm-hmm. is greater than themselves. Yeah. And it's worth Sacrificing. taking that risk. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I, I don't think that enough people know what's actually going on, which then mm-hmm. would be a form of non-informed consent, wouldn't it? Which is crazy because they should have some form of informed consent before taking or being a part of a vaccine trial. But anyway, that is just way too away. I mean, when you when you're in the NHS and you get you're shoved a bunch of forms about a surgery or whatever. Yeah, I don't understand the majority of what. No, no, that's true. But at least they gave you the information. Here, they're not even giving you the information. They don't give you... There's Some of the vaccine inserts are blank. Um, but I don't think they give you all the information on these surgery things. They just tell you, mm-hmm. okay, these are the potential risks. Yeah, and blah, you blah. have to sign them and it says... Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. you think that they've covered themselves? No, I think... I definitely think that, yeah, there hasn't been full disclosure of, of all that. Mm-hmm. But if I think back to when I got vaccines, mm-hmm. I yeah, don't I sign don't, anything. Yeah. I didn't even... I didn't read it a vaccine nurse or anything. Yeah. So this is still along the lines. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still yeah. very traditional. And yeah, yeah. that's where I feel like it's a disservice to the people because mm. th- it, this is very different, but mm. they're treating it as if it was the same. But like you said, it's being mm. administered under emergency yeah. approval. Yeah. Um, and the only kind of subjects that have been tested on have been animals mm. before rolling it out. Human, mm. human trials. We are the human trial. Mm. You know, which is crazy to think that they didn't do. No, any... I thought there were some limited human trials for some of them, for like a month or two. Okay, maybe a month. Or yeah, because I remember reporting like the first humans to take sure uh, before being approved. Yeah, it was a limited trial. That but, is, yeah. But okay, they, good. Mean, they didn't die immediately. Great. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think <laughs> there was some due diligence, but not yeah. But then it just bears. Been... It just yeah begs the question like. What is the typical practice for rolling out a new drug onto mm-hmm. humans? Um, and I think most people treated, most governments treated this as an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Um, and said so we gotta. It's like, it's like the, like yeah, you gotta get the latest out. It's so urgent, you gotta roll it out quickly. Right. Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah, I'm not so gonna question- go down the rabbit hole of. Is coronavirus really that dangerous mm. and et cetera? But yeah, we, we of course you know sympathize with our people that have died, obviously, many yeah. millions who have died, um, and many millions have died all the time heart disease, uh, obesity, from obesity, from and that's car something that's and, really and people should, have pointed out yeah. the what is it, hypocrisy, I guess. Mm. Or the, the risk factors are around the obese, and the, yet they're promoting mm. free donuts, free fries, free burgers instead yeah. of saying. 
work out and will help yeah. you pay for fresh veggies and things you know like, the great reset should have been the great health reset <laughs> it should have been actually look covid strikes the obese you need mm. to get your act together mm. so instead of a offering burger and donuts for a vaccine mm -hmm. say hey we'll give you treatment yeah. if you get if you drop 10 pounds if you yeah. start a workout routine That'd be interesting if you report your macros that would never happen <laughs> report your macros yeah um and then that reminds me now of the 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 biden tweet i want to read you the biden tweet so he just announced that masks are no longer necessary is that right he said the choice are, is simple yeah i wanted tweet. to read the actual tweet did you find it is it not reposted here i thought i did the actual tweet says this um yeah he says after a year of hard work and so much sacrifice the rule is now simple get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think of it well it's something that a paternal state would do mm -hmm. basically uh do as i say that's it um there's an emergency on and your freedoms are in the way mm -hmm. of addressing the emergency. But so just like a war mm -hmm. where you have to ration. Yeah. So are we people, in a military state? That's what the mindset is. But but we're not. And it hasn't been signed. Yeah. yeah we yeah. are in a military no, state. No, no, no. I know. But so, so yeah, basically the governments have exercised extraordinary powers as though this was a war emergency and conducted themselves accordingly. But what I find really funny about this tweet is the reaction to it on Twitter. And I want to read this, uh, this one from, let's see, Mark Changzi, I don't know. He says, a real quandary for the vaccinated. Do I wear my mask to mm. signal clean club membership or my bare face, which anyone can fake? Mm. The answer is to one, Purple. conspicuously announce that I've been vaccinated, or two, push for vaccination passports. But the mm. image shows two buttons, right? The first option is wear my mask to signal my virtue, mm. or remove my mask to, to show my... I'm vaccinated. Mm. And there is, I feel like a lot of vaccinated people right now are, are having a struggle on what to do. Because Biden is saying, if you've been vaccinated, you mm. need to wear your mask. So great, you don't want to wear a mask. But then what if people think that you are one of those anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers? Mm. And so then they want to wear their mask to show that they are not a skeptic. Are not a skeptic mm. But then people then will think that they haven't got their vaccination. So it's like mm. a quandary now mm. for these people who are vaccinated. <laughs> they don't know what to do about or their Or highly concerned about how they're viewed. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. What would you do if you were vaccinated? But I wouldn't be. <laughs> it's just so funny. So most of the mm. people that I've seen tweet mm. about this who have been vaccinated mm. say that they will still wear their mask. Mm. They're saying because they're what they may be afraid of people mm. who are anti-maskers, who are not vaccinated and mm. also not wearing their mask. Mm. They want to be protected from them. So they're going to mm. wear their mask. Um, and then the lesser population are the ones who are saying, um, I don't want to be seen as uh i don't know i forget they they don't want to wear their mask because mm -hmm. they don't want to be seen as not vaccinated when they are mm -hmm. but they're afraid i guess i don't know i guess uh, down to the point is they need to have a face mask that says i've been vaccinated yeah that's easy there we go i mean it doesn't take a genius yeah yeah you're signaling that you're vaccine and that there you go. Felipe solved all your problems, people. Just get a mask. We should sell one that says, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> it's not that hard. Well, apparently it was for Twitter because people were talking about it like, what do we do? What do they do? Mm. What are you going to do? Mm. That's funny. Cool. Um, and then what else do I have on here? So that's the burgers. Um, oh, Yes. This lady, now let's go and now talk about vaccine passports because clearly that's what's happening next is, mm -hmm. especially Americans, I don't know about the Brits because I don't talk to very many, do I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do though. Mm -hmm. um, but what is your, what is, first of all, what is your feeling on vaccine passports? My feeling? Now, do you, mm -hmm. do you think 
it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Do you think we should have it? Well, I think um, to the extent that in terms of travel across international travel, there has been long set precedent of if you're going to enter this country, you need vaccines against this, that, because these diseases, these diseases are rampant in our country. Uh -huh. So it's for your protection um, to get vaccine vaccinated for this. Right. So there's already precedent for foreign foreigners tra traveling into another country okay. to be required a, let's call it a vaccine passport okay. or a vaccine visa. Okay. So that's one thing. If a country that is sovereign has control of its borders, yeah, they can says, decide. Hey, if you're going to enter our country and you're, you're not a citizen, you need to have this vaccine, okay. a COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. Okay with that. I don't. I might not agree with it, but I respect that. Um, as far as within those borders and control of the domestic populace, there's been no precedent that I know of um, where everyone is by law required to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Like to go something. to the grocery store. Yeah, to go to the grocery. I, I know that some states in the U.S. Uh, require all their students to be vaccinated to go to public school system, mm. but that there are religious exemptions. Mm -hmm. And I think one state recently has revoked the yeah. religious exemption. Yeah. I can't remember what state it was. It wouldn't be in the South. No? I think it was either New York was or... Minnesota, maybe? I can't remember, but... Hmm. But the point is, is that domestic control of that nature, I've not seen before. Mm. Um, and I don't agree. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Simply on the grounds that it's not a health emergency that they are making yeah. it out to be. But then... If it was a verifiable, mm -hmm. like 50% mortality rate yeah. that would decimate the population, yeah. then I could maybe sign up to it. Yeah. Maybe. But, but if you look at just the... But I would hope that the American, the, the people would willful, willingly say, right, this is 50% mortality rate. Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. Um, and not require mandating it. Mm -hmm. So I have mixed feelings about it, but I can see. I think there's a big risk and a big <clears throat> problem with having these such things, especially when they are digital. Um, because what... Isn't it China like social credit, basically? Isn't yeah, it just like a form of the social credit exactly. system? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the West is really worried about is that it's going to turn, we're going to turn into China. Who in the, I mean, the 1% is worried about that, but the rest of the populace doesn't know that China exercises that kind of control, A, and B, doesn't know that once that kind of control is exercised, they've lost their freedom, or and C, they wouldn't care. Let's face it, the average person, this is not condescending, the average person would be content if they're allowed to indulge in their pleasures that they like, have a pint down the road, meet with their friends, go to work, take their holidays. If they have all that, the majority, that just means greater than 50% mm -hmm. of people could care less, could mm -hmm. care less. But I think maybe we're so different because we're Christian. And I think mm -hmm. when you bring religion into it, we've mm -hmm. seen this long history of religious persecution against the Jews, against the Christians. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, uh, this kind of digital passport that allows you into places can easily turn into something like that. Like you have to, you have to uh, believe or renounce or something in order to come into these spaces or those spaces. Um, interestingly, on the Reverend Pod, they were talking about how, you know, in the movie The Island, mm -hmm. they they like get scanned, their body gets scanned, mm -hmm. and they. Uh, it'll tell them what they're lacking in their nutrition. Mm. And then they'll mm. say, now this is what you must eat, you know, and you can't have any more bacon because you have mm. too much sodium or cholesterol. Mm. Mm. And so is it possible that we'll get to that level of control by saying there, there's some sort of digital presence of what, what our bodies are like, a health digital thing. And mm. then they'll be restricting or prescribing things based on that information. Mm. So I feel like, that that does I mean that's way down the line, but this is just the the, the door, right? The vaccine passport is the door because that's a dig, that's a health personal private health information mm. that is carried digitally that then you must show in order to get into spaces, mm. which is weird. I mean, do do people ever you know should you be going around asking women if they've got their pap smear? You know, like that's mm. just. Is that health information something that other people should have the right to know? <clears throat> well, 
there's always been some kind of some kind of uh, let's say evidence that you carry around that has social proof. Social proof is a concept of have other people accepted you? Have other people um, fellowship with you? Um, whether it be, look, I belong to the aristocratic class and I have social proof by the way I dress or whatever. There's these signals that say I belong to a network, I belong to this, mm -hmm. um, and you're not allowed here if you don't belong. So there are clubs that if you haven't paid, yeah, if but you don't those have the right network. Voluntary. Those are all voluntary. I know. They're not so, mandatory. But the thing is, is that if a grocery store freely decides that it will not allow anyone in here unless your phone proves that you have a vaccine, if you are a freedom-loving person that adheres to freedom of choice and lays a fair capitalism, mm -hmm. then you have to accept that, don't you? Mm. If if uh, Tesco's decides yeah, by yeah. its own, mm -hmm. yep, you can't come in here. That's fine. They can decide that. And, and what if every one of them do? Without yeah. government intervention, mm. what then? Yeah, that just isn't. That's when you grow your own food, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why yeah. people are afraid that yeah. it will get to that. Because I think, for example, the airlines, the majority of the airlines, will do this. Mm -hmm. They will voluntarily impose, yeah, COVID vaccine or whatever. It just doesn't seem right. I just don't think it doesn't seem right. But at the end of the day, what this really drives. What, what point it drives home for me is that this sort of global, interconnected, transatlantic world that mm -hmm. uh, people have enjoyed mm -hmm. is, is a corrupting force mm -hmm. that should die, mm -hmm. I think. That so you don't people, like globalism, globalization? Uh, well, there are, it has its benefits, but it has its drawbacks. Mm -hmm. And I think if it pushes people to be local focused, hmm, to form bonds, yeah. If you, for example, if the grocery stores do decide to do that, and then therefore pushes us to grow lettuce and tomatoes, and we grow a crop that's a little bit bigger than normal, then we sell it to the neighbor. It begins forming these, reconstituting these local bonds. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a, there's a silver lining in all this that's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, people deciding more to homeschool, people deciding... Ba basically, they're building their local network up mm -hmm. because globalization has shown what it will exercise its weight on. Mm -hmm. And then similar to that, um, churches are... They might start rolling out vaccine-only churches. Yeah, there'll be like a vaccine-only service. Maybe. Yeah, 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 and then a service for the unwashed masses, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is absolutely anti-gospel. Right, the gospel is for all. There is no Jew, no Greek. Well, the, the verse is clear: it says, "He who will try to save his life will lose it, there we and go. he who will lose his life will gain it." Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just stupid. So, but in in that vein, there are more people who are just starting their own local churches now. Yeah. And continuing on, like Michael Foster started his own mm -hmm. um, at This Is Foster. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I feel like there's a growing need for that. And mm -hmm. that will also, I, I think there's right now, there's too much power that the Church of England has in terms of um, mean? Uh, financial and political power. I they don't guess. have political power. They have financial power. Mm. I just think that they're wasting a lot of opportunity and hopefully local communities will really reach out to their 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 community mm. and um, not rely on. I guess I feel like maybe people rely on the Church of England church. That's their, their local church. For church. what purposes? Um, for general things. Just just um, like for fellowship, for socializing, mm. but also for being taken care of. If I mean, let's figure that. We live in a village of about maybe 6,000. Mm -hmm. And the local Church of England church mm -hmm. will get maybe 20 on a Sunday. Yeah. It's not looking after anybody. I know, but... Yeah. The people in this village will mm. go there to get married. They'll go there to get baptize their children. And how many marriages does it have on average? I don't 10 know. 10 to 12 a year. I maybe, know. maybe. 10 to 12 okay. a year. And they're not all from parish. Yeah. Okay. They're not all from the parish. But mm. what I'm saying is 
if there was a local church that was actually reaching out to the local community, mm-hmm. that those people who wanted to baptize babies or get married might actually get the counseling and the um, biblical teaching that they need. Do you see mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. People are not being fed the word of God mm-hmm. because they go to their their local church, their CFV church, yep. and they think that that's, that checks the box. The CFV is happy to baptize or mar- marry anyone who comes, and they don't have yeah. any relationship with that. The CFV is happy to have any any involvement in the life of the country without, whatsoever. But without giving them the gospel? No, 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 just involvement. As long as they're touching in some way, interfacing, interacting, inter, you know, with the people in some way, they're happy. They don't care what it's for. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying mm. that the people who live in that parish or the people who have maybe never heard the gospel, mm. but they think they're okay mm. because they go once, twice a year to that church. But that's a long-standing problem pre-COVID. Mm. That's true. That's that true. England has been in decline, massive decline. But I think it's also been showing the kinds of churches that will continue meeting and, and serving mm. their their community um, because there are so many churches that have just capitulated, capitulated and gone harder than the government guidelines. Yes. And I think let their sheep go astray. I think a lot of their congregation, the people have fallen into depression and loneliness. And in fact, we just met a family that said that they, so actually we know probably three or four people that have changed churches because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and the way that their church handled Mm -hmm. it. it, They felt like it was just way, like you said, just over, overdoing it, Mm -hmm. going beyond what was government Mm -hmm. mandated. I wonder if there are some people who left churches because the churches were, not buckling. I've never heard of that. So. <laughs> because there's so few that didn't yeah, buckle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You but really I bet know. you there are. You think so? I think so. I don't know. Who said, we must be social distancing. We must be face masking. We must be silent. And they left. I don't know. I know there are probably people who left church entirely because they mm. were too afraid to go. Yeah. And um, in, in that result, then, yeah, maybe they found an, a Zoom church. Yeah. During that time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I could yeah. see that. I could see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's I think that's all I had for the current events today. We talked about that. We talked about oh yes, a reverend on Twitter said Florida dropped all measures. So Florida, we, we have family who live in Florida. Mm. Do the people in the UK know that there is a whole state that's larger than the UK that has dropped all of their mandates on social distancing, on masks, on requiring vaccinations. Mm. It dropped it all since September the 25th. Oh, uh, no, that was other things. But just recently, they dropped everything. Yeah, yeah. Florida is um, killing it. Yeah. And it says, uh, this is a test case that disproves the hypothesis that lockdowns work. We should not lock down our country because it doesn't do anything to help, but only harms. I agree 100%. Mm. I don't think the number of deaths, I think there was an excess death of a thousand according to uh, the total numbers, right? A thousand. Um, every year, about 500. If you compare the years. Sorry, I think it was a hundred thousand. So I think every year is about 500,000 people die in the UK. And I think this past year it was 600,000. So that is quite a big number, mm. I guess. But if all of those cases were COVID, then, then yeah, COVID is really dangerous. But not, not all of that was. In fact, I think it was only around a thousand or so. Mm. What, what was the number? I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. But <clears throat> the problem with comparing <clears throat> the uh, number of deaths mm-hmm. year on year, mm-hmm. it, this is what people say, is that, well, the lockdown mm-hmm. should have resulted in lesser traffic accidents. Mm-hmm. lesser flu deaths, lesser transmitted diseases, etc. Mm. So you would actually expect lower deaths mm, than the total. year before total. And oh. so the fact that it's either as much or more suggests that well depression we would have had even more mm. if we hadn't locked down, you see. Oh, I see. So they're saying that it's not a valid comparison. Oh, okay, okay. 
So excess deaths is nothing. You no, what do. really you should be looking at is just the mortality, right? So number of people who get it, and then how many people die from Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. And so according to that, the mortality rate is less than 2%. Yeah. In terms of how many people get it, and then yeah. how people actually die from it. Yeah. But nobody knows that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the average person, like you say, they think like that, like people are dying because the media them. reports just raw numbers. Yes, a thousand yeah. cases today, mm -hmm. three hundred died today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They never talk about the mortality rate. Yeah. In fact, it was really difficult to find that number. I think mm. when I'm when I was searching. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think that's all I I had. Is there anything else you wanted to chat about? In terms no. of current events, anything else that was big that... Uh, well, you have this conflict in the Middle East. Yeah, I didn't really want to get into that. Okay. Because I, I know so little about it. But um, you know so much about COVID. I haven't read very much about the Palestinian-Israeli mm -hmm. conflict. I know it's been happening for hundreds of years. That mm. There's conflict there. Um, but... And then each of them call each other different things. So but you haven't talked about this whole India thing since you're on India the COVID variant. Sheet. Is it because I don't believe it? <laughs> no, what, what were you going to say about it? Well, um, I think some people, some people are arguing that once again, the situation in India is being blown and corrupted out of proportion mm -hmm. in order to maintain the strain of fear during the down season of summer. That's right. So if 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 COVID-19 is like any normal influenza, it has a season during the cold period. Yes. And so that's why no one's getting sick during mm -hmm. the summer. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're opening up, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but another lockdown is coming as soon as flu season hits again. Mm -hmm. So in order to keep people aware to not think that hey, it's all over now, you got to ramp up the fear with another country. But why are they planning on locking us down? Doesn't it sound like that they're planning on it? Why are they keeping it in mind? Mm. Does, don't Shouldn't lockdowns be a reaction to what they see and not a preparation for what they think will happen? I think they were going to argue that clearly when it first hit us, we were unprepared. We were on the back foot mm -hmm. and we want to be on the back foot again. We want to be ahead of the game. We want to anticipate want to be ready so when the surge comes we can instantly lock down and put everything in place that's all that's the sensible that's the uh benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. perspective all right so anyway i think the india thing some people say is just uh a fear mongering mm -hmm. um that and i don't know anything about india but they, so so the, the reporting is look bodies are being thrown into the river bodies are being burned all over they the place the same thing about china i remember in the very beginning yeah, so and then I hear other, like, I hear some Indian friends say, you know, we do that all the time, actually. Um, that it's not a common, common practice, but in certain villages, in certain areas of the country, that that is a common practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the media are taking that, which is a normal practice, and spinning it into COVID is so bad that this stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. So I just, again, you don't know what to believe yeah. anymore. Yeah, two things. The first thing is that more people die from car accidents than... Pretty much anything else, heart disease, cancer, Sorry. COVID. Um, and yet no one has banned driving cars. Um, but then the other thing is about the the variant, the India variant. People were saying, weren't they saying that um, India is not producing their own vaccine because, well, they just don't have anyone in, the, in India that's making the vaccine. Mm. And someone was saying that that's because they weren't giving out the um, patent. the patent, mm -hmm. and and because because they weren't giving out the patent, mm -hmm. it made it seem like there's a financial reason that they didn't like that. Bill Gates is the one who holds one of the patents, mm -hmm. and he basically refuses to mm -hmm. allow these very pristine, very new um, factories to. Mm -hmm to get it, mm -hmm. even though that would be the obvious humanitarian thing mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So it just makes it feel a little bit more like it's all about money and mm -hmm. gain and not, not saving lives. He doesn't really care about your health. He just wants to make money. Yeah. I thought, <clears throat> I thought I saw something reporting where <clears throat> when the vaccines were originally being developed, when Trump was president, mm -hmm. that there were some raw ingredients 
uh, to the vaccines that we were getting from India mm. and that Trump um, brokered a deal or something or an arrangement where India would send those and prioritize America over all mm. the others. And so, but now when India is in a time of trouble and needs the vaccine and Biden's president, Biden is not doing anything to help India out. Mm. That's so, I don't know if how true it is, yeah. but, but, um, but yeah, I think um, it, it's, you're right. I think if it was truly a humanitarian crisis and that they were all looking uh, to resolve a human catastrophe mm-hmm. and they should be at least licensing the patent. Yeah. They don't need to give it away. They could right. just say, we'll license it for a fee mm-hmm. and the government will, f- have, I think, gladly pay for it. Right. I think what, what they're trying to guard against is the fact that once they license the patent, they have access to the IP, mm. which means they can then develop oh. further things like that. Mm. Yeah. Because this is part of a new technology, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. That's very nefarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I feel like when I think about all of this stuff, this pandemic, it gets really depressing for me. But then when I listen to other people who think like me, I get... A bit more encouraged because mm-hmm. I do feel like I am surrounded by a lot of people who just they just listen to the BBC all day. You know they don't mm. they don't know most of this stuff, even the statistics, even the mortality mm. rate. And I get really sad because I feel like we're all being led down a cliff or something. Mm. So what's the hope that we have? What's how can we end this episode in a very hopeful manner? The hope is, as I said, I think it's pushing people to build local um, and to find physical contact with like-minded people. Because pre-pandemic, I think a lot of us were sliding into this um, this space where, yeah, let's connect digitally mm-hmm. and 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 let's let's be out there in the digital world. But locally, we're very atomized. We're very yeah, we don't really know our neighbor that well, or uh, I just can't imagine finding some like-minded people in the same city that I live in. We're so unique or whatever. Um, I still feel like that. So <laughs> Yeah, but, but basically the difference is a year ago, there were probably no families who were as hardline on a lot of the issues that we're hardline on. And now there are more than there's a handful that we've that we make contact with and we see regularly mm-hmm. um when all you do is feed off of twitter and instagram and all these i have a really good twitter though i think well but the twitter commentary is on what's happening on the world mm. and so you still see what the world is doing yes that's true so when you see what the world is doing and you think that's the governing yeah. paradigm then of course you're going to be depressed I get worried that eventually they're just going to cart off all of us who don't think like them. But, but so what? They're just going to be like, okay, here's your little concentration camp mm-hmm. and genocide. Right. But um, the thing is, is that we don't have hope in this world. Mm-hmm. Our hope is in the world to come. Mm-hmm. And in the privilege position of potentially being persecuted carted off and killed for Mm -hmm. the sake of what we believe Mm. um there is great glory in that Mm. and so so what if the world rejects us it says that the world rejected him first Mm -hmm. and so logically it will reject us Mm -hmm. so we're not out here trying to be accepted by the world Mm -hmm. as it goes off the cliff we're here just trying to make a stand Mm -hmm. and as we make a stand locally and digitally, as we're doing here, but more locally, people will rally around you that you can then spend time with. And that's where the investments should be made, mm-hmm. um, not in in consuming the state of the world and despairing over it, because the world has always been messed up. I mean, can you think about first century Mediterranean yeah. world where yeah. they were carted off for this stuff, mm-hmm. but yet the church multiplied. And mm-hmm. so the, the, the church militant grows exponentially by the blood of the martyrs. Mm. And so let's hope that there are martyrs in the new age. Let's mm. pray that men and women will stand up and and uh even give blood mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. So um I'm I'm a hundred 
Either way, whether we are persecuted or we are not, we win. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right, so that ends our first episode of mm. the Postmodern Family Current Affairs podcast. <laughs> Is that what it's called? The Current Affairs know. podcast. What do you think it should be called? I don't know. Um, postmodern Pod, Podmodern Cast. post podcast i don't know we'll think about it yeah but thanks for listening thanks for watching and we hope you guys like it if you do like it i'm gonna copy mike rowe now go Mm. on to our podcast and give us a five star rating Mm, but if you go and you're not gonna give us a five star rating don't give us a rating at all he says he says, he says only five stars help so don't give me anything less than five right. stars right. if you don't think it's five stars don't rate right. podcast. sounds good all right thanks so much for listening and we'll hopefully catch you guys again in a week or so mm. yes see you bye